I had all this passion and all this energy and all this ambition and I just didn't know how to channel it. Or I was going to do my A-levels and the day before the exams, I just dropped out. I had the whole shared house, work, working in the kitchen, I had a head chef and we were just putting out content. Everyone, right? everyone talks about it all the time, but it's so important. Like. We're built to always walk uphill. So guys, welcome to the show. Uh, so I'm here with Liam Cole, the head of growth at Poppins Agency, and Adam Probert, who's the co-founder and CEO of AXJ. Correct. Guys, welcome. How are you doing? Very good, man. Thank Hello. you so much for having us. So I know Liam very, very, very briefly. We had like, <laughs> a conversation where I got to go to your offices, which are stunning, by the way. Thank Lovely. you. My first Adam, time there today. Yeah, Adam actually visited the first time today, and uh, he was saying too many nice things. I didn't. I, he's never said that yeah. many nice things. Yeah, though, so. yeah. For me, aspiration of exactly how I'd want my offices. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Very yeah. kind. On my tour, you kind of think, okay, nice room, and then he goes, oh, and follow me. And you're like. <laughs> Where now? Where are we going now? And then it keeps Every going. Is different, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good journey. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That that really does mean a lot. Thank you very much. No, no worries. Yeah, obviously it's the first time Adam, I'm meeting you. Yeah. I've heard a lot about you. I think such a pleasure. Yeah, our paths maybe have somehow almost crossed. They have in the past, and obviously Liam kindly made the introduction a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll learn more about what you guys do. Yeah. Individually. Yeah. But how do you guys know each other? So how has your friendship come to come to form? You, 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 want me to uh, you look very excited to say <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we met for a, we met for a mutual friend many many years ago but back it back then we were both doing very very different things i think we were we were kind of just like nine to five guys you know happy to do the day job and then go out and have all the fun on the weekend unhappy to do the day job oh, okay yeah <laughs> maybe unknowingly to, to some of us you you more so than probably probably me but we we met for a, mut a mutual friend and there wasn't anything it wasn't like an instant connection necessarily or anything like that or like oh we're going to be friends for life or this is this is this and this is that it was it was i guess a, it was a growing thing really from from there we met and we we, we see saw each other in the gyms and and we obviously socialized briefly together but i think we got to a point in our lives where like we both kind of got into the self-development space and we, mm. we must have had a drink or, or a lunch together and we were like it just opened us up from there didn't it to be fair it was like oh, okay cool we're, we're kind of on the same journey and i, I just think with entrepreneurship or, or or any type of business journey you've got to find those pockets of people that are on the same hustle as you because that's kind of how you grow together and learn yeah um, because like, yeah, you're better together. That's one of his biggest quotes. It's like, you know, you're better together and you really, really are. Yeah, I think I think it was, we, we've just met at the right time and we both sort of naturally progressed into wanting more and we were both feeding off each other in that way. And I think that was, that's probably what's exciting about our, friend, our friendship and relationship and, and we also train in the gym together. So all of our all of our talks in the gym are always of what you're doing, what mistakes you made, what can we improve, what you're up to, what you're what you're doing now, who have you met, like continuous, you know, and that, that happens in the gym as well. And I think it it works super well for, for us. Yeah. And we were just very very different human beings. Like I was just like full of energy, full of ideas, and like Liam was very much more considered and thoughtful and more refined. And I think I brought the energy to to Liam and he probably toned me down a little bit and kind of harnessed my energy and kind of helped me target it in the right direction as well. Like the perfect marriage really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Marriage made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. So there was no meet cute kind of, you know, 
dropping of the glasses, reaching no. out, hands touching, thinking this guy is my friend for life now. No, no, it was, it was such a, it was such a, gra- such a gradual thing, and and like we're now at the point where we're, you know, we're so close to each other and know each other so well. We can also, and I think that's that's a powerful thing. We can also be very direct and blatant with each other, and I think that helps massively to have someone that I know. If I say something to him, which I'm not quite sure and is not quite good. He'll he'll call me up on it rather than that other friendships you have where people you know like oh mm. keep going mate and everything will be alright. He'll be like I don't think I don't think you think you know where you are or you're not quite right where you are. I'm like actually yeah you're probably right and I think that's a powerful uh, yeah. dynamic we have in between the, our relationship. I guess that takes time to build anyway because it, it's all based on trust, right? So to be able to speak, speak honestly and and it's very. I guess abruptly and frankly at times. Yeah, you can have to have that level of trust and respect, which will take a while to build. It it, it, it takes a lot of what it takes a lot of time to build, and I, I just think it's it's incredibly important to have those few people around you that are going to give you your tough love and give mm. you your hard truths, and also just understand the context of who you are, where you're at, and where you're going to be able to acutely advise on that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know what? Before we um began today. I thought, how long am I going to get through this before we go into a, a conversation piece where I just don't want to interrupt it and just want to see where it goes? First question. Okay. That's good. That's a good question. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> no, it's a good thing. No, no, the first no. question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, it's brilliant because I mean, it just means we get to learn more about you so organically. And it's, 100%, and it's great. Yeah. 100%. I thought you had a question coming then, but yeah, no, you're right. Oh, yeah. he, he'll probably also, we'll probably also call each other out as well as if anyone says anything, <laughs> anything that's not on point. So you'll, you'll see that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. No, perfect. We only have nothing but the truth today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, perfect. Okay. Brilliant. Right. Liam, talk to me about Poppins. Yeah. So at Poppins, we are a, a brand and, and digital agency. In short, we, we help brands tell their story to um, create a narrative and, and, and a brand message, a brand ethos, um, to create campaigns, sell new products and services. But we're also, as a digital agency, we, we build apps, websites, and we do amazing things in the digital space with VR, AR, animation. And really, our, our, our niche, if you like, and our specialty is helping brands push forward in, in the digital landscape to, to create moments of, of magic using, using digital you guys have already said lovely things about the about the office. So we our, our London office is our home, but we also have a, a Belfast office where all of the development happens, where we have all of our devs and everything, which allows us to do those those pieces in in house. No, perfect. And your temporary website you have right now, yes, just speaks volumes of the work you do because as a temporary website, you know, a holding page, if you will, uh, I'm right in saying that, aren't I? Yeah, you know, you're bang yeah. on, yeah. I mean, that is probably better than 99% of the websites I've seen. You're very kind. Someone said that to me the other day as well, and I, I kind of teased them with the same thing that I said to you, you know, that there is a lot more to come and, and that will be happening in, in the next next few months. And I I, I certainly think as as a business, you know, we, we, we are in the business of branding and, and selling digital products, as I, as I mentioned, but we have to live and breathe our own brand. And the energy and the effort that we put into that be it our website or how we carry ourselves in meetings or how we welcome people like you know you guys into the office everything from our, our little uh, lapel pins which is like the little um, umbrella lapel pins through to the menus in the office uh, are all designed and everything like that you know we, we love to live and breathe everything so it's always super nice to to, yeah. hear, to hear nice things said about no, uh, the work that we do cool adam let's go axj media here we go okay. <laughs> okay. so AXJ Media, we're a creative partner for hospitality brands, so we help brands achieve reach, relevance, and revenue. 
Um, we basically create all the content for them to be able to engage with their audiences. We help them um, introduce themselves to ambassadors and influence marketing. And we also do social media management as well. Cool. Well, I've seen the work you've done as well. I've yeah. seen your case studies, which I'm guessing is just a handful of the work you've done. Yeah. It's so, brilliant. so as I was saying, as I was saying, like social media now has turned into social entertainment. So like people do not want to get sold to anymore. So it's all about it's quite TikTok how TikTok's come out. Now TikTok's given brands the opportunity to really give their personality across and create content like we've never created before. And we as an agency go in there, do the ideation, we do all the content creation and all the post-production as well. Perfect. So would you, would you say now that most media agencies are moving across into kind of that film production space? It's, it's, it's two things. Like brands now focus on brand positioning content. So we'll go into a hotel like Hotel Cafe Royal and create lifestyle content that's, that's distributed on their website, on their newsletter, on their social channels, which capture the brand essence of who we are as a brand. They're an authority brands in the London space. Or alternatively, what people want at the moment, they're cra everyone's craving so much authenticity. Mm. So that unpolished, that unrefined, that capturing the, your brand personality through that type of content is very, very important. And that's what brands now are kind of struggling with, especially luxury brands. They don't really know how to articulate themselves on TikTok. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what they do. They do so well is they understand the position of a brand, the tone of voice of a brand, the look and feel, really the essence of, of what makes that, that brand special because same thing, I guess, with going out and eating. You have so many restaurant choices. You know, for Those guys need to then help that restaurant embody what makes them special and the content they create isn't just the same stuff of people drinking champagne and you know all that type of stuff. It's actually what is your brand essence and, and, and what do you stand for and what do you do? And Adam and his team are amazing at doing that, capturing that, and then creating content that's relevant to that. So as he said, then it's ownable, it's 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 relatable, and it's it's pure to, to that, that brand or that restaurant's identity. Sure. So it's about sort of turning customers into brand advocates as well. With so much saturation of content in the market, I think mm. the creative has never been so important. And I've recently done a customer survey of like all our clients and asked them where they want to be spending their time where they're not necessarily at the moment they all said pushing boundaries and being more strategic so us as an agency partner we come in and, and we we really flesh out who they are as a brand and where they're going and also how they're perceived and the audience that um that they're, they're trying to engage and then what we do is they come in with a content plan of how we achieve that for them and how did you get into it so obviously it's, it's your baby <laughs> Yeah, how had to start somewhere. How did I get into yeah. it? How did I get into it? So I've always had a ton of ambition, a ton of drive, and I went through the whole of school, college, and any, any company that I worked with, I all failed at everything. I got kicked out of school when I was 15. I got kicked. I got kicked out of Cub Scouts when I was twelve. I got kicked out. <laughs> I got kicked Still out. Hurts. There's a, tre there's Still a trend hurts. running. Yeah. yeah, I got kicked out of college, and then every job that I went, I just could, I, I had all this passion and all this energy and all this ambition, and I just didn't know how to channel it or direct it. Um, and I, but I had all this belief in myself, but I had no proof. I had no proof. I got to the age of twenty-five, and I hadn't achieved anything, and. I was working in a foreign exchange brokerage at the time 
for me, I'm a Leo, I'm a lion, I have so much energy and I was put in this little box and I was trying to speak to financial directors on the phone like <laughs> from 7.30 to 6 o'clock every day and I, I just completely lost myself. I was miserable. I'm a very positive person but I was just complaining to my parents and complaining to my friends so much and I was going more and more into debt as, as I was living in London trying to figure out what to do and I'd just come back from a holiday in Thailand and I used to use Snapchat a lot and I just met someone out in Thailand and I was, I was photographing food on my Snapchat all the time. He was like, hey, you should create an Instagram account and call it Adam Eats. And I was late to Instagram, had never used it before. I was like, what a great idea. So, <laughs> I, and because I'm so obsessive, I was taking photos of food and we were cooking in the kitchen in my shared house in London. I had the whole shared house work, working in the kitchen. I had a head chef and we were just putting out content on Instagram. And basically, I built a bit of an audience before restaurants or hotels knew Instagram was, was important. It was the thing. And then from there, because I'm very audacious and I'm very confident, I was telling the restaurants to invite me to, the, to their, to their uh, venues to eat the food, to be able to showcase it to my audience. So I was kind of really just like making these things happen. Whilst I was working at the brokerage, my parents, because I was doing so badly at the brokerage, were like, focus on what's paying you, leave Adam Eats alone, because I was just obsessed with it. And then there was one day I woke up and I was just the lowest to low. I knew I was going to get sacked from my job. I was £4,900 in my overdraft. I had £100 left of my overdraft. And I knew I had to leave that week or else I was going to get sacked. And for my own um, self-confidence, I didn't want to obviously get sacked. So I left and I, I walked out of um, my brokerage because they were like, you might as well leave now. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. I had no money coming in. Um, I couldn't tell my parents that I was um, not employed because my dad was paying half my rent in London at that point because I wasn't earning the money. And I know he would have just said, come back home to Worcester. Um, so I was in a horrendous position and I ended up working on a food market for £40 a day and um, an Indian food market in Soho. And it was the first day that I actually felt like Adam again. I felt free. I didn't have to pretend to be anyone I'm not. I, I wasn't. I didn't have any mask on, my work mask or anything like that. And I just felt completely free. And I had this Adam Eats thing that where I was getting, you know, brand send me stuff and this, that and the other. And I thought, why don't I do what I'd done for myself for restaurants and hotels? And then I literally, because I was in a sales job, started working for myself like I was working for a business where I was Excel spreadsheets. I was, I was, I was finding my leads. I was writing emails and stuff like that. And that's how I, I start, started my business. I got a restaurant on, quite a big restaurant group in, um, in Mayfair. And I started doing the Instagram accounts for them. And then from there, to be honest, businesses build your business for you. Because then they start asking you, do you do influencer marketing? Can you create content for us? Um, can you put a strategy together? And you just say yes, yes. And you don't know how to do it, but you figure it out. And one client become two, two client become three, and five years later, now we've we've got AHJ Media, um, which you know we're doing incredibly well in London. Probably one of the best known agencies for content and influence marketing and social media in the space. 
And yeah, couldn't be more proud of the journey. It's been so fulfilling. And like every day, like I measure success by two things, like the people I get to spend my time with and the fact that I get out of bed every day and I'm excited. I'm excited for the day. The the day that I finished working for that company and I I got out of the system and every day I've just been full of energy and love and happiness and I'm blessed and learned so much along the way. Brilliant. I mean, I'm not, not sure what to say to that. That's a crazy story. <laughs> that's uh, that's such my a story, story. My journey on the on the light level. We'll come back to that definitely because uh, Liam, I want to hear yours as well. <laughs> sorry. Oh wow. How am I? Yeah. I mean, sorry. It was a bit of a narrative. Follow I wanted, that. Yeah. I wanted to give. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give the, the whole context. Can I just yeah. make? Can I just make something up now? Just re- <laughs> really, yeah. really, really, outra- really outrageous. <laughs> funnily, funnily enough, Adam, Adam, and I have similarities in 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 our in our background i too always struggled at school severely dyslexic in in school was kind of put in classes with um with people that were that would struggle to to learn and stuff like that and i never really enjoyed it i was never i never any good in school much to my parents uh, my parents dismay dismay thank you much to my parents dismay i i dropped out i actually i stayed in school i did some sort of ndqs outside of school at, um i'm originally from cornwall so down in in, in cornwall and then i i was going to do my a levels and the day before the exams started i just dropped out i thought nah, i can't 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 do this <laughs> can't do the exam thing i was never good at really applying myself in a in a in an educational setting and then from there i just went into the, the the basic stuff, laboring and working on farms and all that type of stuff between the sort of age of 16 and 18. And then randomly, I I applied for a job selling double glazing. Let me tell you, everyone hates you when you're selling double glazing. Every, every, everyone, (laughs) you knock on someone's door and they hate you. I don't know why I went, I went for it at the time. It was, it was a commission only, only um, job and whether you've been to Cornwall or not, but it's not, you know, there are some densely populated parts but it's quite spread out so you know then you're also footing the bill for your car and your travel and all that type of stuff but I I took the job because of my boss at the time who's a super super lovely dude sadly um no longer no longer with us but really really big guy but was able to make himself feel make himself very polite and gentle and all that type of stuff and we were out canvassing and the first day we were out canvassing he knocked on this door and this this little old lady came to the door and she politely listened to everything he had to say he he's kind of shrunk himself as he always does and told so yeah, we're selling this and i've noticed this is a little bit blown and we can take care of that and she just politely listened i thought this is going well he's doing really well here and she goes dear thank you so much for that but i don't need any windows i'm just ready to die now and he looked at her and he just thought well i don't really know what to, to say to that and she closed the door and everything and I remember walking away at that time thinking what have I got myself into like this is just you know you're, you're going to get all sorts of situations but I loved it in the end you know I've, I've thrived off of, of that job and, and I think that it gave me such a strong foundation for rejection quite quite frankly um, but also learning how to adapt in certain situations you're walking on someone's property you need to approach it in the right way and deliver yourself in the right way. And it was a baptism of fire, but the two and a half years I was there, it, it grew me massively as a person. I think that's what ignited my fire for 
sales if 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 you like but but also just the 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 nuance of relationship building and getting to know people and and how you can say certain things and 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 people will approach you differently and think of you differently from there i I went on to to head up a canvassing team for another company Um, one of the guys i recruited there he and i then went away and started a business by ourselves you know the effervescent tablets you get like the vitamin c um, tablets very randomly we bought the rights to a a company in Spain that made effervescent tablets that were Red Bull. Um, it was called NRG, Nutrition Reaction Go. And we built the brand for it and all that type of stuff. I sold my car, I, I sold everything and kind of pumped it into this. And we had this big deal. We were ne- negotiating with a company over in in Asia and it turned out the guy was a hoax and it all fell apart and I lost all my money. And it, it was a great experience again, but something that did, didn't quite work out. And at that point, being in Cornwall, I realized, I guess similar kind of to, to what Adam was saying, I, I wanted and needed more, moved up to London, did a number of other sort of random jobs until I, I, found, my, I found myself into the, the sort of daily deals platform, um, worked for a couple of companies and, and eventually then joined Amazon and helped them launch a, a daily deals platform like Groupon, that, that type of stuff. And I ran the, um, or sh- should I say, worked within the, um, the restaurant division there. So we went out and got discounts and deals at, at, at various different, um, restaurants and then the real catapult for me from there was I was approached by a, a recruiter who said um, I, you know I think you'd be perfect for a company called Quintessentially whether you're familiar with Quintessentially or not they're the global leaders in luxury lifestyle they um, they provide uh, lifestyle services to, to very successful people that travel all around the world I knew nothing about that world. I knew nothing about private jets and members clubs and all that type of stuff. Um, but I more and more I researched the company. I became obsessed. And I mean obsessed. The interview, I knew everything. <laughs> I just spent my whole time researching it. Spent six years there. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal six years. And that was when really everything kind of kick-started for me. I, be- I became um, almost addicted in some way in terms of better, bettering myself, education, learning, growing, reading, all that type of stuff. Um, and then uh, that's that's where I met met Marnie, who's the the founder and CEO of Poppins. We 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 hit it off and, and became very good friends. And he was building Poppins at the time, a new agency, and asked if I, I want to join and be part of the leadership team. And having never worked in an agency world, what sold me was the chance to work with people that were at the very top of their game. And and I'm privileged to ha- um, have that opportunity every single day. That fulfills my desire to be better, you know, to to grow and improve and. Um, it's a space I absolutely adore and, and, and love love being in now. So a very random career and, and a mix of, of things, uh, a lot of a lot of failings and a lot of strugglings, but certainly very happy where I am now. You're two very unique but very inspiring stories. I feel like they could both be films or at least a TV series. Hey, guys, just wanted to take a quick break from the podcast to let you know about our drinks brand, Session Spirit. We've created the perfect spirit that allows you to enjoy the best of both worlds. It's a 25% spirit made with London Dry Gin. Why did we create a sessionable spirit? Well, it allows you to reduce your hangovers and make a healthier choice while still enjoying an award-winning full-tasting gin. It's also half the calories, vegan, gluten-free, and contains no carbs or sugars. Head over to www.sessionspirit.co.uk to grab your bottle and get £5 off with code PODCAST5. Okay, great. Let's get back to the pod. I think he made a really good point of like getting really close with rejection. Anyone who's had a shit job 
Um, I've mm. had tons. Like I used to sell facial soffits and guttering. Um, and the rejection element of that, even when I was an FX broker, like it, it's nine hours of no's. And I think getting comfortable with rejection, especially when you build any business or startup, because any business is sales. And if you can't figure that out, it, it's going to be very challenging, um, no matter how good your product is. It's like they say you build your first business on product focus. Your second business is always distribution. I could give you the perfect app tomorrow. You've still got a huge problem yeah. with distributing it and, and changing customer habits to actually use your app more than once as well. So I think getting really close to rejection, especially in relationships as well, um, is a massive, massive win for anyone. I, I knew I knew we we lived we had similar lives, but I didn't realize this is literally parallel lives. I didn't know you also I, did the yeah. I not just that. When I was eighteen, I used to work in um, a company that sold magazines for miniature lorries and miniature cars, and I had to sell the advertising space for the miniature lorries and cars. And I would sit on the phones at 18 thinking, is this what real life is like? It was horrendous. And it's, <laughs> so it's like having all those bad jobs. It's like, it's like this, you have to reframe everything. It's like, for me, I feel like I'd done so well early on with my business because I was so broke. Broke, there's so much power in being broke because any day you don't paddle, you drown. So you paddle every single day, especially in London. Mm. People are always asking you, oh, Monday afternoon, I'm free for lunch or Tuesday, I'm free for coffee or, oh, do you want to come to this thing? When you're so broke, you can't do any of these things. So you're hustling every day. I've had one holiday last year, two weeks in the Amalfi Coast, and that's it. Because I was my biggest fear is if my business failed and I looked back and I could have done more work and I didn't. It's my biggest fear. So I've made sure I've paddled every day. And I think, and, and that's the advantage that us normal people who don't have people to lean on or, or cash to rely yeah, on, yeah, yeah. to come from nothing and build something from nothing and just keep paddling and keep paddling. Um, it's advantage in the grit, in the resilience that, that you develop. A lot of these people that may, may be um, more privileged don't get the opportunity to have so the the power of being broke is incredible yeah we always talk we always talk about it and like we we both achieve some some decent things but we always say we're nowhere near nowhere near where we want to be you know and we always keep set we can always kind of keep joking to each other like you know and, and you know another 12 months and we'll be here and we'll be there and we're there and i think you know you you, you soon realize that you'll never you'll never really achieve that goal so actually what's what's important is also to to enjoy the journey and 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 to live and breathe it every single day because you'll always be chasing a bigger target like you know when you're in that zone and you enjoy that type of thing you'll always be chasing more and that's just a reality yeah and and that that's a beautiful point point because it's like it's a dance it's dance between not being satisfied and driving for more, but at the same time being fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. it's like it, it, yeah. it's like this very soft dance between the two that you have to get right. It's like really enjoy. Like I'm gassed at the journey every single day, and you know I pull him, pull Liam up on it all the time. He's like, "More, I'm not doing more. I need to refine my habits. I need to find it." And 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 he he 
sometimes he finds himself in a bit of a stressed state, you know, always wanting more. And, you know, when you enter your 30s, you think time's running out, even though it's complete bullshit. You've got so much time still. Well, I'm 29. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so it's having the dance between the two of like being happy with where you are, but also having the hustle to drive forward and have those goals and objectives that you want to hit. Yeah. Because, because the thing is, no matter... By the time you get to the place that you're aiming to go, like you're already used to it. Like you hedonically adapt. Like, like I know if I buy a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, I know in two weeks it's just a car. You know, like, like I know, I know these things don't make me fulfilled or happy for a long period of time. You know, like that's why like my four pillars of life: a passion, purpose, fulfillment, satisfaction. And you know, I do chase the materialistic things because like. I feel like I've got a lot of it now. I'm very, very happy. I'm very fulfilled. I've got amazing people around me. So I do chase the monetary aspects of life because they're the only other things I feel like I've got left because in terms of like my emotion, my emotions just feel like they're, they're good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and as, like, we're built to always walk uphill and always, you can't live in warm water forever. Like so many people like go into jobs at 20 because of the retirement thing. And oh yeah, but the retirement in 30 years is incredible. It's insane to me. You know, and people have ambitions of want to buy a boat, where, you know, when they retire and they realize actually when they're on the boat that they get seasick. You know, you have to enjoy the journey <laughs> yeah. and and the and be present being present within throughout that journey as well. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. You know? There's quite a nice quote which is just kind of um, be happy with what you have while you work towards what you want. Beautiful. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Be- lovely. Beautiful. Exactly. And, and and yeah, I echo and remind myself of that so much because and also when you, when you're in a happy happy state, everything else you can attract. Like when you when your your energy and your aura is I'm comfortable where I am right now and I'm 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 grateful and blessed with everything that life has given me up to this point. You attract it all. Never ever find yourself chasing anything. By law, law of attraction. Yeah, right? but know, it's real talk b- though. B- believe it, it and it's it all. Real talk. Like I get when people coin those phrases. Sometimes it, it's like actually like sit in that for a second, and it's just like yeah. you have to attract things. And you know when when you're not. It's same with business. Again, when you when you're sat in business and you're not given the energy off that, that you actually really need it. Yep. Yeah. You want it and you, and you'd be blessed if you can get it and so on and so forth. But I'm like, it's like, it creates that like mimetic desire. They're like, Oh, like I was with, I was with a client the other day and he was telling me about an agency pitching for some work Four agencies pitch for the job. And the one agency wouldn't pitch for what they wanted because they didn't have enough information. They just refused to do it. Whereas the other three agencies did. And he was like, I want to know more about this agency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've just said no. They've just said no. If, if you don't give us what we need to do, we're not willing to pitch for it because we don't know enough about your brand or where it's headed. And the other three is just scrambled together and tried to get something. And he's like, he, now that he's most interested in the agency that said no. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's just yeah, psychology as well. Yeah. For me, the law of attraction was always, it was always out there and I knew of it and I knew people loved it and really believed in it. And obviously read The Secret when that, when that came out and that sort mm. of thing. But I think I learned one thing about The Secret which turned me off it completely, which was um, the issue which someone raised, which kind of stuck with me, was um, if you don't put the effort in, mm-hmm. then the book just says yeah, you, you didn't want it enough or you didn't 
channel yeah. enough. Yeah. But, I, but I recently learned about the law of resonance, which is an element within the law of attraction. It, it's flipped it for me because it's actually really quite interesting. Do you know much about about this? You, no, I no, I, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm eager to hear. Right, I'll try and I'll try and do it justice. So the law of resonance essentially is you attract what you already are. Okay. So um, it works both ways, obviously. So if you're kind of you know, if you're going about town thinking, oh, you know, I can't get the job that I want, or you know, I'm I'm this or I'm that, and I, I don't like that about myself, you just attract more of that to your life. But if you can shift your own inner monologue. And say, you know, oh, you know, why do I always get what I want, or why am I in the best shape ever? I'm not saying that that will just fix it like that, but it changes your mindset to kind of then change your actions, and then you start to kind of attract more of the things you want just by trying I, to already be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, but yeah, I completely agree with that. Let's talk about the mechanisms how you do that because I think I, I think I think that's all all true what you said, and it's like. It's, I used to wake up every day when I was an FX broker and my first thought would be a negative one. I've got to go to work. My life is shit. I can't afford to pay rent, so on and so forth. And what you have to stop doing is you have to stop that habit pattern and and then, then I'll be phoning my friend at night complaining about it and, and you basically go in a, a cycle of, of shit basically you know and what you can also do is create a cycle where everything you touch turns to gold because you believe in what you're saying and you're confident and you've got energy and you're getting clients you've got more money and you feel amazing and and you can also get that cycle as well and i just think which wave do you ride which wave do you ride and so many people are in that that first wave so many especially because you know culture isn't great in a lot of these corporate companies you have like the way that I saw it, it's a very weird way, but I used to wake up and I used to, I used to think of my brain as two brains, like one where it was like a field with mud and, and weeds and stuff like that. And the other side where it was like blossoming with like strong grass and, and oak trees and stuff like that. And the more that I thought about positive things, the stronger that side of my head was. So every time I had a negative thought, I'd be I'd be conscious about it and I would stop going into that thought and think positive thoughts for longer. And the stronger that gets, the more strength you have to stay in positive thoughts. And I'd done that for years. And now I am such a positive, like knee-jerk reaction with me now. You tell me anything negative, I've reframed it, knee-jerk reaction. And it's like, that's the power that you can have over your mind, but it takes so much work. Yeah. I'd also say there's probably like, there is probably another level to that. And we both, we've both read this, this book and it's a book I am, I think is phenomenal. It's one of those books. It's like the foundational type book. You know, you read this and you're like, God, why didn't I read this way earlier? It's called The Untethered Soul. And it talks, it talks to that effect, but it actually talks about the fact that you're not your emotions and, and you have the ability to kind of helicopter view to sit back from those. You know, it's also same thing about not reacting in the moment. Something goes wrong. Most people's first reaction is to jump in and try and fix it and stuff like that, but actually taking a step back. And it's that same mindset where rather than letting your emotions control you, be them good or positive, mm. take a step back and look at them from a, on a bird's eye view and assess them, take a moment to see and everything else like that. Because otherwise, you can end up in this this roller coaster ride of, you know, everything's great, and then, oh my God, something bad happens, everything's really, really bad, and I'm positive, positive, positive. But you can get to this level where you sort of, you know even out but you you manage those um those levels because you're able to take a step back from those emotions and you should as adam said you know always approach things with a positive mindset because 
that that in itself has a huge huge impact as well yeah and an extension of that as well it's not getting caught up in the wins or the losses too much you know and and the thing is with entrepreneurship and life not even just entrepreneurship but you have days where everything just goes to shit it doesn't work out or everything's good but you just your your confidence just on the ground and you just don't feel that i can go into the gym some mornings and I, i i don't feel confident enough to ask them for a towel to go for the sauna i just feel like a shell of who i am and it's it's what people do if they have a couple of negative days is you start to identify with that person this is who i am now and this is who i am forever and what i've just learned through the experience of the roller coaster is just when you have your bad days or bad things are happening don't identify with them that's not who you are and you just sit in them and just cling hold of your good habits eat well don't drink read whatever speak to your parents whatever it is is good for you yeah, yeah. and just sit in it and some i've had weeks like that and just sit and know it's going to go away at some point and know there's so much beauty in that as well it's so great to have bad days and not having confidence because that makes when you when you're on top of the world so much better life is the roller coaster and there's so much beauty in that it's great that we have negative things and challenges in our lives because we need that and we need to experience all the emotions of life and um but the main thing is just not identifying with it mm-hmm. um and and how you do that is not identifying with with your big wins either stay consistent drake says the same one of the most successful music artist in on the planet he's just like i don't get caught up in my highs or my lows you've got to stay relatively consistent celebrate them for sure but when you start getting caught up caught up with either or like there's a polarity isn't it like you know yeah yeah i guess if you aren't winning then you're losing if you're losing then you're yeah. winning and that's it it's black and white and it's yeah, yeah it's very hard to manage ter- 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 terrible for your mind but also your, your your body and your health you know that that stuff plays havoc on 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 your health and and everything else so you you don't want to be in those in those in those states yeah well you know what that's transitioned perfectly to my next question so i just want to learn more about sort of balance and well-being to you guys now oh. i think balance and well-being in today's world is very complex very diverse but also probably quite misunderstood as well and I feel uh, with social media, you know, always on it, always comparing, always mm. seeing things which you don't have, you know, working nine to five to most people, but also wanting to do more. I feel like people want to do more or expect more of life now yep. as a result of comparing to what what they see. <laughs> there's so much there. Yeah. I mean, this, this could be a whole episode in itself. <laughs> so we can do we there. can do episode two. That's, that's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> what is your interpretation of balance and well-being and how do you bring it into your own life and how do you guys keep stable because you, you talked about the incredible lows and some incredible highs that you've gone through i guess can be very can be, can be jarring it can be confusing at times and you mentioned you're both very active in the gym and very very big on um, self-awareness clearly and self-improvement but how do you balance that because self-improvement itself can be a, a tough gig how do you then kind of recenter and rebalance yeah. No, go on. You, you're dying. To, you can go. <laughs> I have so much to say. You can go. I have so much to say. Um, I have so much to say. I don't... I don't. Personally, I think we speak too much about balance. And I don't think balance has to always exist. Like, for example, for me, I haven't had a holiday this year and I haven't had a day off. But the energy I give to my work, it gives me back. The energy I give to the gym, it gives me back. I go to the gym twice a day, Monday to Friday. Um... 
and uh, I'm always getting told by normal people that I need to slow down or I'm going to burn out. And I'm like, I'm full. I'm full of energy. I'm full of energy. It's like everyone's trying to push balance on you. Mm. And if you want to build something big, you have to be obsessed. And and going back to your other point as well, in terms of it takes a lot of energy to do things, it doesn't when you become unconsciously competent at them and, yeah. they, and you burn them into being a habit. Everything becomes easy. It's like being on autopilot, but it takes tremendous amounts of work to get there, to mm-hmm. be able to be like that. I like I don't never fight fight with myself to go to the gym. I don't fight myself to do work. Like it's all about integrating it into your life, but slowly and doing it right. I feel like I've been equally obsessed as Liam with life design over the last five six years. In terms of where I live, I'm very local to everything. I bought a scooter to get to the gym, so it's not a ten minute walk. It's a two minute um, gym. Um, he two, loves that two scooter. minute commute. <laughs> he loves that scooter. Um, I, I've kind of developed now where my life works very well for me. So it doesn't feel like I'm giving out too much energy to these things. Mm-hmm. And it just all becomes habit. And also, it's also being very aware. It's like, if you don't discipline yourself, society will. And you have to find ways to, to discipline yourself. And as I said, you get unconsciously competent after doing it for a long period of time. Yeah, I I, I think that, you know, perfection forget perfection you yeah. know, on, on these things. And I think it's a, it's a, it's the same thing in, in the career piece. It's about consistent consistency. And I know we, we both share the same mindset, but, you know, training in particular and, and keeping healthy in that way and, and adopting these health, healthy habits. To begin with, if you're not used to them, yes, they are hard, like anything in life, right? You start and it's an uphill struggle, but especially with looking after your, yourself, both mentally and physically, be that sleep, be that treatments, you know, massages and stuff like that, be that training your, your brain through apps and games, um, getting great sleep, eating the right foods, taking the right supplements, going to the gym. Once you start to see the results of these things, it's profound. Like that, that's that's where the, the difficulty of doing them becomes none and void because you're like, if I do this, I'm going to be this person t- today or this person next week. And it's it's kind of the levels beyond beyond levels thing. I, I, I'm, I'm 100% obsessed with in a, in a very positive way not in a in, in a consumption way um about my health and health and wellness because i know what it what it does for me and what it makes me as a person it makes me better when we're in the gym training together it makes me better when i'm with my other half with my family in 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 business and works in work situations i'm i'm, I'm sharper I'm, I'm more articulate i'm happier i'm more positive so i think for me you know the foundations of 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 health and holistic health you know not just looking at going to the gym but focusing on your sleep and as i said nutrition and other stuff like that it will change your life i mean i really i really don't see any other way of putting it but he, but what he said consistency is the win like social media has given us these expectations of building these seven eight figure businesses and 12 yeah, months yeah, overnight yeah. Yeah. and uh, there's a decade of dedication behind everyone and being consistent, it's like the tortoise always wins the race over the hair. And it's being consistent for a long enough period of time and just doing things that work well for you. Again, if 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 my 
my routine in the day. For example, like for me, I have to train and have a sauna and a cold shower before I start work. Some people want to get straight to the desk and that's when they're creative. Some people don't have to train every day and they just have that energy already. It's, it's, it's being very truthful and honest with yourself of what works and iterating and exploring and experimenting and asking questions and finding something that works for you and not trying to change everything at once. It's all it's it's like pulling th- pulling things in slowly, you know, and getting rid of things out. Mm-hmm. Same with your foundation is is the people that you're with, and and I think if anyone's, you know, watching this and you know wanting a bit of a their own renaissance in their life, kill you've got to cut the people that are draining your energy. It's the, it's the most important thing. Because I think the, the things that you have to protect in your life is your self-confidence and your self-esteem. And if you have those negative people around you that are affecting that, it, it, you know, that one person can, can, can make you drown. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. With yeah, that. you've, got to, be, you you've got to be ruthless. Everyone's, everyone talks about it all the time and it might be, you know, that might be then seen as one of those things. Like, yeah, everyone says that and everything, but it's so important. Like who you surround around yourself with. Like there, it has parallels to that whole, you know, if you're the smartest person in your room, then you're probably in the wrong room. It's not an intelligence thing, but if you're in a, in a room where you're, you're aspirational, you're doing this and everyone else is down here saying, oh, no like don't do that, that. Don't do, yeah this yeah. won't work and that won't work of course it won't work if you if you say that and if you believe that and it's certainly going to drain your energy and your beliefs to do it but if you're in a room full of people like yeah we can do that i can help you do that i know someone that can help you with this or let me give you some advice on that or let's just sit down and chat it through like that 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 will help you achieve what you want to achieve and, and i agree with adam wholeheartedly you know that 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 makes a massive difference who you surround yourself with one thing uh, we like to do here is we end the podcast or the session uh, with a, with a quote. I will go away find a quote which I like, and I'll I'll share it with you. But also, it'd be good to know if you have any quotes which you like to live your life by, or you regularly give to other people um, as advice. So this one actually, I I um I heard today. It's quite a long one, but um you may know it. It's um I, I don't know the guy's name. I tried to find the guy's name. I tried to research <laughs> and everything. Uh, as a uh, I think this guy did a TED talk and shared this poem. It says, starve your pain, find your ego. Starve your ego, find your beast. Starve your beast, find your truth. Find your truth, find your peace. He then goes on to say, it's all about storytelling. And I thought it was very apt for for you guys coming on. And it says, um, you'll always find the evidence for what you choose to believe. If you don't like your story, then simply don't believe it. We all tell our, our own stories and the stories we tell ourselves and other people become our lives. If you can change your story, you will change your life. Beautiful. And that's yeah, what I saw that's, today. That's lovely. You know, it's one of those things where you, you say it and you can kind of, you, you want to listen to it again. You want to, I'm sure like you just said then, yeah, right? Yeah, Hearing it say again. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And you got like, there's a little bit more comes out of it every time. You know, that's one of those real, really deep ones. I love that. My, my pushback on part of that is the starve your ego bit Mm. Um, because it feels like it's suppression and I don't think you should suppress things and I think your ego can also be a good thing as well like when when we feel our ego we actually feel good about ourselves if I'm honest I'm very ego driven my drive to whether it be better than anyone or prove prove the people in school wrong or anything like that my ego works very well for me but it's knowing when to deploy it and 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 work and understand it not so much starve it you know mm-hmm. 
That's a good point. You know, starving kind of it does indicate a bit of an of extreme measure. I don't know. I I, dis- I disagree. Yeah. I disagree with him a little bit. Like I, I get the I get the word starving is is quite an extreme way of describing it, but I think that you don't realize how overbearing your ego can be in in so many situations. Even yeah, to the, even I agree to, with that. Even to the point of conversation, right? We we live in a world now where we'll have conversations and. Adam, like maybe not so much Adam and I, but have a conversation. It's that you'll say something, and then rather than me sit here and ask you stuff, I'll go, oh, I I did this and I did that. You, no, you notice it, right? Yeah. In the next week ahead, just listen to a few conversations. It is an it's it's a game of eye tennis, <laughs> and that that in part is 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 ego. Mm-hmm. And I think that taking a step back from that and and completely abolishing your ego and just and then just going oh but so how did you do this how did you do that amazed where conversations can go that's just one small example but I, I think the ego is very very ingrained in all of us and you don't realize how how deep and how strong it, it can be yeah yeah i agree i'm just being a bit technical like i don't think we should abolish it i don't no, think, i hear what you i don't think it's a great thing and it, and there's so much to be said about humility and it's very attractive and it's very powerful and i think that's how you ever get to the next level is deploying humility genuinely authentically but at the same time i just think people need to understand their egos a little bit more rather than suppress or do, what yeah i agree abolish i agree with you the awareness of it yeah is a powerful yeah thing. if yeah. you're aware of it and you can control yeah. it then, then yeah and or, that's what i'm referring or like, to yeah or like even blaming it like you know just get close to it understand it and and yeah obviously don't become the i man for sure but it's in you work with it <laughs> weird way of looking at it yeah no I, I, yeah it has such a bad rap and you know e- egotistical people one of the most unattractive traits but, there's a, there's but it a, has some power. It also has some power. I, I've, I've been, I, I can't remember if you've read it or not, but I've been telling him about a book I read a little while ago called Ego is the Enemy. That's why ego is kind of in, yeah, in, brilliant in my book. mind. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it, it tells stories about all these people who have done so much and no one knows about them because <laughs> they've never, ever said anything and, and there's never been anything written on them. But they've been sort of pioneers of X, Y, and, and, and Z and, and they've just gone about their life very happily doing so. You know, they don't need the recognition, yeah. which is the polar opposite to obviously the, the world we live in in large today. You know, you touched on the social media piece, like yeah, everyone's looking to... Everyone's trying to be the hair, aren't they? Or at least show the fact that they're, they're being the hair. Yeah, but, but, but to their own detriment. Yes. At the end yeah. of the day, you know? And I think when you get to the point in your life where you don't have to... I, like, I've definitely been subscribing to that in my life, in my 20s. Yeah. And you... Because you 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 need to feel validated. And we all do, still. Like, it is in all of us. Um, but I think when you get into a point in your life where you don't have to be proving people wrong or wearing brands just to fit in and pretending you're rich, I think the better you do in life, the less you feel like you need to do that. And you're more comfortable with yourself. I think when you haven't achieved anything, like there's a huge urge to 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 to, to give that type of perception. Then the more success you get, the less the less you want to talk about it or yeah. show it. You know, yeah. Do you know who I think is really great at that. It's quite quite a, a wild card. Is Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah Ooh, yeah great shout you know i mean he just yeah. walks around yeah doesn't care yeah leonardo dicaprio yeah you know yeah. obviously quiet luxury is the thing as well at the moment but like if you have any of these type of people i just find it very tacky when people are trying to say this is me with the watch you know yeah. not to take it away from anyone who enjoys buying watches but but at the same time if people aren't buying into you you don't want to be around them at the end of the day mm. yeah you know no, that's a good point yeah 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 sandler dicaprio both great examples yeah have you guys got a quote which 
you want to share with the world, which means a lot to you, or you think would offer some, you want, you want, some value? I'm going to go first because. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, you go first. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I was I, when you asked that question, I was I was thinking about it, and there was there's there's two. There's one. There's one that I I I definitely. You're only allowed one. Can I have? Can I have two? <laughs> Joe King, I'm Joe. You can have two. Yeah. The the, the, fir- the first one I was I was gonna uh, I was gonna say because it was it came from my mum a long time ago, and you've all we've all heard the um, if you don't ask you don't get thing, right? But it was you know if you if you don't ask you don't get, and if you don't try you'll never know. That for me is. I just think an amazing um, piece, but supporting that was a quote I read maybe about five years ago. And annoyingly, I can't remember the book, but it was anything you don't know is simply a consequence of not having learned to do it yet. I read that in, and actually I read my first book at 28 and I read it was in that book when I um, when I read it. And when I read that, it was like this unlocking thinking, actually, yeah, that means that you can do anything you can learn anything you know an astronaut isn't born an astronaut or a a math physicist isn't born a math physicist or you know elon musk wasn't born the the ceo of tesla you know all these people grew and yes they might have had abilities and skills above above other individuals or um a different upbringing life or more advantages and opportunities but ultimately it, it it signifies that if you want to go out there and achieve things if you want to learn there's there's nothing stopping you and there's there's a chance for everyone to 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 grow and, and and learn as an individual yeah no i love that Really nice. I was going. Oh, I was, was going to change mine. Mine's just something that I've come up with now, actually. Um, that I just would want to tell people. Cool. Uh, is be yourself. No, I don't want to say that one actually. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had like four in my head. Passion is not found; it's cultivated. I think one of the biggest myths, especially when you're going through through school and growing up, is that you need to find your passion. People are always saying you need to find your passion. You will never find your passion. You have to cultivate it, taste everything, shadow people, get out in the world, travel, cultivate your passion, understand, you know, be introspective at the end of the week and understand what lit you up and what you didn't like and start to kind of mold what you're good at and what the market wants. And I think pursue that in terms of how you create your own business or or your own, uh, you know, business route in life. Um, rather than just finding it one day, because I think that's a massive myth. I don't know what your other one was, but that was good. <laughs> My other one, I was, I was just going to say, be yourself personally, privately, and publicly. Again, just being your yeah. authentic self and yeah. true to you as much as you can. I think everyone can tap into their own unique superpower. And when you start tapping into that, that's when you kind of dismantle like social anxiety or anything like that. It's like when you're your most authentic self at all times... You are your best self and you're your best version of yourself. And that's also when you can just speak from the heart as well. And I think we've all got a little bit of way to go on being a bit more authentic. It's a very, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment. But I think we need to start demonstrating that a little bit more, you know. And, and another one. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're two each. You're not allowed three. I came in today thinking, look, I already knew it was going to be a great conversation. And I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks. It has exceeded that, you know, where I thought it was going to go. You know, it's so fascinating, so insightful. So you guys are clearly very in tune with yourselves, in tune with what you want, what you need to do. You both offer services which benefit people in multiple ways, which which is fantastic. And I think that is probably my definition of, of, of success is how you can help other people and you guys seem to do that perfectly yeah just very very happy you came on to talk to us today it's been an absolute pleasure thank you, thank you so thanks. much for having us man yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure yeah really, lots really of love it. thank you so much 
Hey guys, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, rate our show five stars, or go ahead and subscribe so you're the first to know when we release another episode like this. And if you know anyone who might like this too, be sure to share this episode with them so they can enjoy it as well. We're a new podcast, so your support is really appreciated. 